What's going on, guys? AJ here back again, bringing you yet another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. I want to talk about setting expectations, guys, uh, but I want to talk about it from the context of not only employees, but I want to talk about it from the context of after you give your managers and your leaders leadership and management training over the course of a period of time where you net, where you now think and you now believe that they are ready to be held accountable to the learnings and the teachings and the, and the developments. Um, I guess the first thing I want to talk about is many expectations for employees should be set, should be set. And I'm talking about leaders as well, should be set, not in the job description, not uh, five months down the road, not uh, a year into the role, not um, a couple weeks into the role. Expectations should be set and should be expressed during the interview and hiring process in the very beginning. I talk about this all the time. I was on a keynote yesterday and I spoke at length about this. If I'm ahead of people coming into, forget the head of people, if I'm anyone coming into the organization, being the employee, I'm going to be making sure I understand very clearly the expectations that are set for me. And then I'm gonna also have an opportunity or I'm gonna force an opportunity to present back my expectations I have for the brand. So that's the one little caveat that I wanna talk about very quickly. I think as organizations and brands and leaders, we set a number of expectations for our employees. But why are we giving a moment, a chance for our employees to ask questions contextual to those expectations that were then set? Making adjustments, making tweaks, understanding, gathering context, pushing back and explaining why maybe some of those expectations are not realistic based off of X, Y, and Z context. And then also, why aren't we presenting an opportunity for our employees to say, you know what, here's my expectations for you when it comes to communication preferences and styles that I have. Here's my expectations for you as it pertains to respecting my diverse thoughts, respecting my diverse learning styles, respecting my diverse background. Here's my expectations for you as it pertains to a lot of different things, right? And a lot of that has to do with beyond resume. And so that's an initiative that you guys know I've been working on. But even if you don't go through the beyond resume process, or even if you don't even know what beyond resume is, or even all the elements that involve, that are involved with beyond resume, I believe organizations need to be holding space for employees to also have expectations that they set with their direct managers and their direct reports. I do not think that's wrong. I do not think that's outlandish. I do not think that's weird. I do not think that's odd. I do not, I I don't think that's disrespectful. I think that is appropriate. I think that is correct. I think that is beautiful. And I think that because at the end of the day, we're all the humans and we're all adults. And when humans and adults that have brains are aligned, there's a thing called a reward response not a threat response. And when you have a reward response, your ability to get shit done, just to keep it in layman's terms, spikes dramatically. Your ability to stay focused, your ability to feel safe and warm and comfortable, thus you bring up new ideas and you push back against traditional norms, which then creates amazing opportunities, AKA innovations, it spikes. So I think it's a good idea. That's number one. I think as this pertains to managers, though, something I've been trying to figure out, and frankly, I've been trying to 
I've been trying to find some content here. I'm looking, I literally have um, setting goal setting um, advice around how to successfully make a manager change and manage management structure um, step by step uh, of how to set step five steps to help new managers create accountability for their team. Like I'm trying to find content around this piece that I'm going to explain to you guys now. So I'm working with the company right now and we want to put in new management and new leadership training. I then said to the CEO yesterday, what are we going to do after that? He said, well, what do you mean, AJ? I said, well, I'll tell you. We have manager training, leadership training that we're not going to do one time. He said, okay, we're going to do it ongoing. Now, first thing we need to figure out is we need to figure out what ongoing looks like contextual to their workflow and their and, and their output and the outcomes that are expected of them and just the amount of time that they realistically have. We can't throw them into 20 hours a week or 20 hours a month of training. But what availability do we have? What what flexibility, what autonomy do I have as the one that's helping you design this? What autonomy do I have to restructure their roles? Make a little bit of room. Because the, the trainings and the development as a leader to develop empathy, great communication styles, respect diversity, equity, and inclusion, understand what those things are. Figure out how to be a better teacher, be a better leader, be a better person, be a better human, tap into EQ, all those things. It needs to be an ongoing effort. So we need to figure out how we want to rearrange their roles objectively from their from an outcome perspective, from a pure hour perspective, output. The second thing we need to figure out, or the third thing rather we need to figure out, is how are we now going to look at them? You say, well, what do you mean? How are we going to look at them now? What are the new accountability structures? What are the new policies that are now going to be enacted? They are now going to be implemented. That are now going to be in place. Because there's no longer an excuse. You said, well, what do you mean? Well, I said, let's just pick an arbitrary number that is contextual to our people. So we'll go to our people and say, hey, through the trainings we're developing here, when you feel like you are ready, because we want to live into you and make you a human, not a robot. Because I don't think there's any objective number that can say when you are, when you are, when you are, when you are not ready. But when you are ready, and we'll hold one-on-ones and we'll put out surveys and we'll understand. We'll get the data. When you are ready, we want to figure out what that moment is. So let let's say it's six trainings. Let's say it's nine trainings. Like shit. Let's say it's ten trainings. Whatever it's going to be, right? We want to. Um, we want to um, put you in a situation where you can explain to us when you're ready. Ready for what, AJ? Ready for putting in new accountability and policy structures. What does that mean? What that means is when you go through 10 trainings or six trainings or 12 trainings, however long it takes you to be ready, quote unquote leader, meaning you have now adopted new skills. You now have new learnings. You now have new understandings. You now have the ability to be a great leader. From the POV of us and from the POV of yourself. Contextual to the things that we need you to produce as a leader and why we even put this leadership training in place. Because you guys know I'm an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, capitalist, capitalist, businessman, businessman. 
I am not one that will put in these things just on behalf of being a good human, though I am a good human and I like to see those things. I also want to have these things put in place to make more money, to make for more efficiencies, to make people more productive, to get more things done, to have m- more new ideas, more innovation, etc., etc., etc. He said, okay, I'm following. I said, so now when we have this in place and our employees, aka our managers, the ones that have just gone through this training six times, nine times, 12 times, they have now raised our, their hands and said, hey, we are ready now. We are ready now. Meaning we are ready to be held accountable to what we've learned because we feel like we got it. Perfect. Beautiful. I then say, well, what are we going to do about that? He said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, how are we going to hold them accountable to that? They said they're ready. So now they need to show us that they're ready consistently. And now we, when, when, we, when we review their performance, when we make assumptions or perspectives or analyze data around why they are successful as a manager or why they are not successful as a manager, we're going to be able to have to point to some of these areas of development now. And so I gave them some examples. Let's say... Let's say the employees within our company said that they have felt that managers and leaders within the company have not respected diversity enough, meaning they don't feel the leaders that are leading them have respected a diverse set of opinions, thoughts, perspectives. Thus, they feel trapped in meetings. Thus, they feel like leaders are just pushing information towards them without getting any thoughtful responses back because they're not holding space for those thoughts. Thus, Employees are feeling like they have no room to grow, have no room to add thoughts, have no room to be flexible and, and curious and, and, and innovative within meetings. Thus, it's making them feel uncomfortable. Let's just say that's one out of many things that could probably be happening as a leader. Then what are we going to do about that? He said, I'm following and listening. I said, well, if that continues to happen and one of your, our employees, one of our best employees, they stop raising their hand to bring up new ideas. They stop spending that extra 35, 40 minutes double checking certain tasks and doing the bare minimums. They stop looking around and seeing what other problems they can solve that maybe is a little bit out of their scope of their day to day, which is bringing us value. They stop being overly accountable on behalf of the organization. They stop they stop going out of their way to make little tweaks and adjustments to try to bring the most the max amount of value to the company and to their, their day-to-day outcomes as an employee here. They, do, they start to do the bare minimum in layman's terms. He said, I'm following. Well, if that happens, that objectively can be measured and tracked down to potentially a decrease in revenue, a decrease in productivity. We will then start to look at that employee as not as good. Thus, we may have to remove that employee. Now, that costs us money because now we have to go through the recruiting and hiring process again, which we already went through with the Beyond Brand execution. We know how much that costs. So then you have to go down that rabbit hole, bring in a new person, get them involved into the culture. The manager should be held accountable to that. He said, I'm following. And so what I mean by that is we need to put in a structure where it says, if this happens one time, we have a conversation at this ten, at this date. If this happens the second time, we have a conversation at this date. If this happens the third time, we do this. If this happens the fourth time, we do this. And then inevitably, my question to you is, and this is me talking to them, when are they out of the company? That's the punchline, guys. When we're talking about accountability, we're talking about real accountability. 
I know this is a very extreme example, but the United States has a beautiful accountability system. You drive 90 miles an hour in a 40 mile an hour um, neighborhood drunk. Oh, there's going to be a lot of accountability there. There's going to be a lot of danger there. You um, you punch someone in the face randomly. There's going to be a lot of accountability there. In the workplace, let me give you some not as exaggerated and, and intense examples. In the workplace, you talk slanderous and call someone out of their name in a very racial tone or using a, a, a racial slur. In today's time, in 2021, oh, you're out of there. There's a lot of things that can happen where accountability is very clear. So it boggles me and, it, and, and I literally scratch my bald head trying to understand why it's accountability structures when it comes to these soft emotional type moments so confusing. And so I guess my punchline is the following. I'm trying to figure out, even for myself, what does it look like to start holding them accountable to some of the more subtle things? Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it all the time about being nice to your fellow brothers and sisters within the org. And if employees are coming to us, and that's part of how we're structuring it and part of how we're holding folks accountable, we're having engagements on both sides. I'm figuring out the baseline of what they feel and what they experience as a leader. I'm then delineating and structuring a leadership structure where we have two different types of leaders. You could be an emotional, career mapping, EQ, um, psychological safety type leader. Or you can be the leader that's pretty straightforward and tactical and operational and a subject matter expert. But both will have accountability structures within, aka both will inevitably put you in a situation where you could or you can or you should be removed from the org. Because objectively, not having this accountability structure in place can be incredibly detrimental for the culture. Number one. That detriment and that lack of psychological safety, that lack of spark, that lack of innovation, that lack of new ideas, that lack of trust, that lack of speed can lead to a drop off in revenue. And so I'm going to end my rant here and I'll probably make a recording where I give you guys some new thoughts and some new perspectives. Um, But uh, at the end of the day, when we look at accountability and when we think about our managers, and we think about what they need to start doing once they go through a series of trainings, enough quote unquote trainings, ongoing trainings. How are we going to hold them accountable to conducting a successful change management, management, management process? Successfully executing internal communication structures and, and, and best practices. Successfully having psychological safety within their teams. Successfully respecting and hearing diversity of thought and opinions and putting in systems and best practices around that. Successfully supporting someone in a career mapping perspective. Successfully, when going through learning and development and teaching moments, respecting and understanding the diverse learning styles of one and making sure their delivery styles is is contextual to the learning style of that direct report that they have. These things are so subtle and so small to some, but when are we going to start holding managers accountable and getting shitty fucking managers out of the org and replacing them with leaders that can simply do their job. Because that's what the punchline is. Everything I just said is about recreating the role. Before you went through the trainings, 
before you understood all of the E1B2 shit, I get it. But now that you've learned it, now that you've raised your hand and say, hey, I'm good now, now it's time to hold you accountable. This happens in the United States every day. As soon as you cross that 18-year-old threshold, that line, as soon as you raise your hand and say, I have my driver's license here, I'm safe to drive on the road. As soon as you become an adult in the United States, you start to pay taxes and do other things. As soon as you start to re, you know, be that human, you can no longer do some of the things that maybe a child could get away with. A child may be able to get away with kicking someone in their leg randomly at six. You can't do that now at 34. A 14-year-old kid that that's on a permit may be able to get away driving 90 down the road. Try getting away with that at 34. And I know these are extreme examples and poor examples, but it's, but it's a good example of what accountability looks like at a certain period within a certain threshold. And so that's all I'm trying to create. I'm trying to figure out what are the thresholds, where are the accountability structures, and how are we going to start holding accountable, uh, managers accountable, aka firing them or restructuring their roles so that we only have leaders that are in place that can actually follow the rules. So, one man's opinion, one man's perspective. I went way over the time that I said I was going to, but I got right in the flow, and uh, we'll check in soon.